Hey guys, welcome to episode number 8 of Namuary, the second episode of Drummer Week. I'm back from Portland. I talked to you yesterday about how, you know, yesterday's episode was a little bit late just by a day, but now it's the final episode of Namuary, and I'm so excited to wrap this up with this great episode. Um, this this will be the final episode of this series, and then uh, I have, I think, already 10 episodes in the can for the next... Co- <laughs> Sorry, Rupert is really acting up. Um, uh, he always gets excited when I start talking to you. I'm not joking. It's, it's really weird. We'll be sitting here hanging out and then I go, Hey guys. And he just, he gets pumped. He gets pumped that you're here and I'm pumped that you're here too. Anyway, um, I have 10 episodes already in the can uh, for the upcoming uh, couple months. So, uh, lots of great guests coming back, uh, to the regular style show. So we can't wait for that to keep on going. Um, I think that's really all. I'm trying to think what else. I told you yesterday I'm playing with Zach Churchill tonight at Hive and Honey from 5 to 9. Which I'm about, as soon as I'm done here, I'm going to, you know, head down there. And then uh, tomorrow night, 9 to 11 with Zach Churchill. Those are two uh, uh, open to the public gigs I'm doing this week. So if you want to check those out, go ahead and do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, anyway, I'm not going to keep you. I'm not going to keep you any longer than this. You know, I just, I want to get to the show. Uh, we'll wrap up this whole series at the end of this episode, you know, so let's just get into it now so we can just, you know, have the fun that we've been waiting, that we've been waiting for, okay? Uh, the first interview that we're going to get into is a cajon maker that I love so much by the name of Mike Kotzen. So get ready for that. Now, if you're working out, I hope that you have stretched adequately. You know, I hope you have a nice dry towel for your sweat. Um, I hope that if you're in your car... Not getting pissed at the drivers around you. I know that's very hard to do, and I'm very guilty of that myself. But, you know, I just hope that you're having an easier time. Rupert. Rupert. Sorry, I had to scold my dog. <laughs> He's rubbing and pawing at me. He's so excited right now. I'm not joking. I should take video of that one day and put it on Instagram, but I always forget. Anyways, um, maybe you have a dog or a cat, you know, and I hope that they're loving on you just like Rupert does to me, you know, even if it's when I'm trying to work and talk to you lovely people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hope that you're comfy. I hope that you have a nice reclining chair or something that you can really relax in. Or maybe you're on a bicycle and you're just looking to take your mind off of the hard work or something. I don't care. Whatever it is, I hope that you can take this moment to sit back, relax, and enjoy the freaking show! JBL AKG Media Center using the AKG USB microphone, a brand new product, the AKG line. And uh, I'm sitting here with a wonderful man. Uh, this is a cajon maker, drum enthusiast, drum play, drum, drummer, fellow drummer. A uh, wonderful man that I met a couple years ago now while I was playing with Zach Churchill, who the listeners of this podcast know. This is the wonderful Mike Potson. How's it going, man? Good, Ryan. How are I you? I said your last name, Ryan. Correct? You did. Okay, good. You did. <laughs> I was, I was getting nervous when I forget to ask because I typically I make sure that I'm going to say it right. No, you nailed it. <laughs> and then sometimes I don't ask, and then I, as it comes out of my mouth, I go, "Oh no." And then <laughs> they just pretend that you said it right, and then exactly. find out later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll cut all this out. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, Mike is the owner and proprietor and drum maker of a, of a company called Cots Percussion, right? Or Cots Cajones? That's correct. Yep. The percussion or Cajones? Uh, Cots Cajones. Cajones. It actually used to be called Tone Cajon because yeah. my whole emphasis was trying to develop the tone of the instrument. But now so many other people are using that, going back to Cots Cajones. Awesome. That's awesome. No, I love that, man. That's so great. Um, so we met... We met, uh, I was playing with Zach Churchill at Sawdust Festival down right. at Laguna Beach, yep. and uh, you walked up to me and said you were a drum maker, and, uh, and so I just, so I, I, that happens from time to time, and I always look at people's websites, and I'm like, nah, it doesn't look good, but in this case, I looked at your website and saw these beautiful works of art, and uh, and you live out in Riverside, it's, or your workshop's out in Riverside. Upland. Upland. Yep, yep. So, I, and I went, and I, so I, and I, so I, and I texted you or emailed you or something and said, I gotta come check these drums out. Yeah, but let's back up a little bit. The reason I walked up to you is because I was there with my friend and we were just going to grab a bite to eat. Yeah. And then um, she actually said, hold up, there's a cajon player over there. It's like, yeah, uh-huh, because there's a lot of people that just, you know, accompany a, a, a guitar player, singer, and it's okay. It's, it's uh, probably play only slightly better than I do because I'm not really a, a great player. <laughs> But as uh, I looked up and started to listen, I said, holy shit, this guy is incredible. <laughs> but okay, let's go over there before we eat. And unfortunately, we only had uh, the last three of your songs, I think. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, you, you you floored me. So that's when I oh, walked man. up and said, I got to throw my card in here. Now, let me say something to him. And you guys were actually going up a little ravine behind it, so right. I barely caught you. That's right. Yeah, we were kind of disappearing. Yes. That weird little crevasse. <laughs> yes, and then I was very stoked when you uh, you called back. So that was yeah. cool. That was awesome. And, and that's what happened. We, I, I came out to your workshop and tried a bunch, and then on my birthday, came out and bought bought a drum, and now it's been the only cajon I'm playing for the last year. Yeah, so a year and a half. Now. I remember something else interesting about that visit. You uh, you tried a bunch of them, yeah. and there was one that I, I particularly liked. It was uh, more of a traditional Peruvian style in the sense that there were no strings in it, yeah. and it had the loosened corners, but... Um, it did have some other features that I do with the sound hole being on the side for extra resonance and everything. And you sat down on that thing, and I, by the way, I'd shown that to quite a few guys. And yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's just a certain player connects with a certain instrument. And I remember you getting some sounds out of it that I'd never heard, which is a fun thing about being a builder. You go, holy yeah, shit, yeah. I didn't know that thing could do that. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, you really connected with that thing too, and I was just like, man. I think this cajon's going to have to go. So I still have that one, by the way. I'm saving that for you. That's, oh, that's awesome. I'm glad you are, man. I, yeah, I need to come because I, I, I want to collect everything. I, like, whatever you post up on Instagram, or anything, I was like, man, I got to go get like, go get some more of these drums. And, and uh, then I had a chance to come and see you out at the uh, the farmer's market. Well, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's kind of a fun little relaxed gig. Yeah, it was yeah. Just, we just did a bunch of covers. And I did kind of a hybrid cajon and drum set vibe right. on that one. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, that was really nice to come all the way out there for that, too. Oh. Just well, Lori's a great singer. Yeah, she's that was, yeah. She's fun to get to see her. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's great, man. So, where are you from originally? Are you from California? I was born in Brussels, Belgium. Okay. And uh, grew up in um, in a little town in Holland called Terrapo uh -huh. until I was five years old. So, I don't remember a whole lot of that. I mean, I, there are some things I think I remember, but I might be looking thinking about photos that my mom has shown me. So, totally. I'm not really sure. And I say that because when I was about... Um, I don't know, 17, we went back for a trip. We used to go back every couple of years to Europe, but we went back and she took me to that particular town and she showed, we, we, we walked over a little bridge and she said, do you remember throwing food at the ducks here? Yeah. And I was so bummed because everything she asked me, none of it was coming back. And that was before <laughs> I started smoking weed. <laughs> That's awesome. 
But um, yeah, so I uh, moved uh, to Claremont when I was five and uh, lived there most of my life now. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. Um, this, you've been a NAM. You've, you've had booths here before, haven't you, back in the past? I've shared booths. Shared booths? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Are, yep. Do you have a booth here at NAM this year? We don't, no. Okay. So but uh, last year I was with Hector with his amplified timber microphone. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. 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 That's awesome. But I'm that's lucky to have um, people out here playing them. Um, I think they're going to be in, um, well, I should mention it, another microphone booth yeah. <laughs> on, on Saturday. But uh, there's a couple players around. I saw one of my cajones earlier today at Billy Asher's booth. He's a guitar maker from Santa Monica, makes beautiful guitars for all kinds of great people. And um, it's really exciting to see a cajon that I built 19 years ago. Yeah. Still together, still working and sounding good. So um, I'm proud of the fact that they last. That, uh, that wasn't meant to be a plug, by the way. It was really fun to just see this this cajon from 2001. That's great, man. That's great. Yeah, that's so cool. I have some buddies that just showed up behind you. But uh, so that's why I'm waving to Yep, yep. <laughs> but uh, no, that's awesome, man. I, I, yeah. I, I think it's really cool to come to something like this and bring gear and let people play it. And last year I brought my my cajon and played with Denny Giosa, which I was going to do this year. And then just last weekend he had to back out because there was a bunch of problems with their uh, with their um, hotel reservation or something like that. Or they, or they had like an Airbnb that fell through at the last minute. And so then it was like, you know how hard it is to get a place like For close sure. to the date. So they just ended up not coming. So I left my cajon at home and just came with a bunch of recording gear. Sounds good. <laughs> but no, but yeah, I, I love that drum so much. It's been such Thank a great you, and, and it, it gets it gets compliments all over the place. So everywhere and people are wanting to hear, you know, that, especially the low end on it and all that stuff. Well, I'm honored to have you playing it out there because you represent it very, very well. Oh, like thanks. I said, you make it do things I didn't know it could do. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, so um, plenty to do. But the first thing I have this purple bag. That just filled with questions. Okay. And uh, some of them are softball fun little questions. Some of them are just filthy, dirty, horrible questions. We don't okay. know. It's, but we're going to let the fates decide what question uh, good. you're going to answer. You know? So I'm going to let you draw and then hand it to me All so right. I can read it to you. Okay? Get a good shuffle in there. Really put your, your energy into it. All right. <laughs> I'm going to the bottom of the bag. That's right. Cool. We'll have you draw a couple. We'll see what we get. This one just simply says... Do you blame yourself, or do you blame someone else? You know, I don't. I don't uh, do a whole lot of the blame thing either way. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm kind of lucky that way. So uh, if, 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 I, if I fuck something up, I own it. Nice. But um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work real well pointing fingers. We, no. we, we it sounds like you're blaming yourself, man. Like it's like if you're making yeah, a mistake, you know. If I did it, I did it, right? Yeah. Try not to do it again and again. Yeah, for sure. I feel like in, in woodworking and creating stuff, you you probably fucked up plenty of things. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we learned that old adage. What is it? Um, measure twice and cut once. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Well, that's a very true one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've and had to modify sizes. So I have some cajones out there that are slightly smaller size than they were originally planned. Yeah. And then I just have to figure out other ways to make them sound good. So I might modify something else but yeah yeah I've learned from my mistakes I get that's nice let's have you draw again already let's go back in the bag have you ever laughed at a very inappropriate time I have I have what when was that it was actually at a um, not a funeral but a, a, a service and somebody was telling something so emotional and, and, and sad to them, but at the same time, something that they said reminded me of a very fun, funny experience I had had with 
deceased, shall we say? And um, it was it was very embarrassing. And I've also done that together with my mom. My mom and I, and I don't remember the situation, but we both laughed. Maybe it wasn't that it was uh, as inappropriate. Well, yeah, it was inappropriate because of nobody else was laughing. And right. Everyone else was quiet. There was something going on on stage. And whenever we looked at each other, it made us. It was uncontrollable hilarity. Exactly. I guess. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't stop. the harder you try to, to not laugh, you makes you it. laugh even more. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, like that's one of those things that in the moment it's so bad and you feel bad and scary, but then after the fact, it kind of glad it happened. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and everyone around you makes less of you as a person. <laughs> <laughs> but laughter's good medicine. Oh, no, true that. That's very. That's definitely true. Um, all right, we're gonna play a game. Okay. Uh, we're gonna play a couple games. We'll play a couple. But the first one is something we play every every episode, and that's simply called the compliment corner. The beasts of the forest can be mean and make your day gloomy. To make the world a better place, Ryan welcomes his friends to a magical space called the compliment corner. So in the comic corner, what happens is uh, it gives me and my guests the chance to forget how dark and gloomy the world can be, and we get to we, we get to look into deep into each other's eyes. <laughs> I'll give you a compliment that I mean. You'll look at me, give me a compliment that you mean, and we'll both walk out of here one compliment ahead. That sounds great. <laughs> okay, sweet. All right, here's my compliment for you. Okay. I already talked about the quality of your drums and how much I enjoy that, but I want to talk about your personality. Um, because, like I said, I'll often get somebody come up to me with their card or so, you know, and want to talk to me about this or that, or, and it's part of the nature of what we don't do networking and trying to you know, you know, hype our art and stuff like that. But like you even said, we were kind of going out of this like crevasse and like and you kind of had to like flag me down. And normally, I I'm a people person. I like I really enjoy people and stuff. But when I get like my like I'm going on break, I kind of want to go on break. Yes. I kind of and I have this. But the minute I like locked eyes with you, I had this warm energy like flow from you, and I felt very comfortable to come down and talk to you. And then and then I'm so glad that I did. It really changed you know the instrument, not only the instrument that I play, but the approach they have. And I'm just it's something very cool to be able to like I'm very proud to have. A, an instrument that I that I can that I'm proud to tell the story of, or proud to know the maker of, and it's so cool. And it all started because I just liked and trusted you as a person just from the get-go, which doesn't always happen. And I don't think everybody has that quality. So I think you have a very warm and uh, trusting quality that I think is very admirable, and it's, it, it flows out of you so naturally. So I really wow, really that's, like that. that's a very very. Am I blushing? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're beet red. <laughs> That's Which a very, very nice like one. That. Now, this might be a little bit unfair because maybe you got to think about that one a little. Because now, now, you, how am I going to top that, man? <laughs> no, it's good. It's cool. No, you no, can go. no. I, I, do, I, I think my mind's actually quite easy, and it goes back to what I was starting to say when you did come out to the shop. And first of all, my shop is a little bit of a drive for a lot of you folks that live on the other sure. side. So, yeah, I appreciate you coming out. But it was the same thing. You you were so unpretentious and so open to trying everything, and you were very honest. There were some things that, that didn't work for you, and there are others that did. And there's nothing I appreciate more than just honesty. I don't want to meet somebody or, or be showing my wares to somebody that's just saying, oh, yeah, man, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool, that's cool. You yeah. gave me honest feedback that I can learn from, and that's been the most fun thing for me about this whole business, being able to meet folks just like you. And now it's like the second wave for me. I'm meeting young people like you totally. that 
I'm getting to have the same fun experience with. So yeah, yeah. No, I, I appreciate your vibe completely. No, thanks, man. Well, I'm gonna give you a handshake. All right. <laughs> you know, hopefully, we'll avoid the Nam Thrax. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, no doubt. But I haven't shook anybody else's hands yet, so I think we're we're, we're clean. So okay. <laughs> uh, well, that's been the compliment corner, man. Thanks for joining me there. Thank you. So uh, yeah, how do you feel about Nam in general? Do you uh, do you do you fear the Nam Thrax effect? Or? I do, I do. In fact, um, I loaded up on um, all kinds of good vitamin C and yeah, uh, emergency, emergency and all that stuff. That's yeah. and um, I have a, a spray bottle in my pocket that I can use if I've shaken somebody's hand that maybe get that PRL. Yeah, you look at that person thing. and go, hmm, I wonder if that person even washed their hands when they came out of the restroom. I really was preferring to do a fist bump with that person, but <laughs> there was just no way to comfortably do it. So, yeah, I definitely uh, am afraid of Namthrax. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like every every year, you kind of, you're like, okay, I'm going to Nam, and I'm just kind of signing up to be sick for a couple days afterwards. Right, it's that time of year, and there are people from all over the world here, and yep. um, it's in tight Everybody quarters, wants so. to shake hands. So it's everybody's, like, well, a lot of them have come on airplanes, so they've been oh, exposed gosh. even more. So yeah, 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 yeah man, it's the perfect storm. I always get sick on airplanes, man. That's a, that's that, I hate that too. That's a, that recycled air feeling and all that. Right, <laughs> oh, man, that's annoying. But well, that's great. So um, we're gonna play another game. Okay. We're, uh, this is a this is an airing of grievances game. Okay, it's right. called Get Your Dang Butt Out of My Face. Okay. <laughs> Working a booth in it for the whole time, right. um, I, I think I would have a massive headache 
but I think it's particularly difficult for people who are bringing out a smaller percussion instrument or yeah. even a cymbal. How do you get anybody to have the opportunity to really oh, hear the, it? Oh, yeah, the cymbal too loud. It's insane to me yeah. that anybody even tries to hear yeah. cymbals here. Right, right. <laughs> and you see people hitting it and stuff, and they're not even—they're just like hitting it with their head, just regular, you know, like not even getting close. I'm right, like, right. What are you even doing that? For? Right. You're just making more noise and not actually trying the cymbal, you know. That's right. So that's why. But I have another one that maybe isn't as much of a complaint, but just a. Uh, a persistent observation about NAM, and I think it's it's really funny. And I noticed that the very very first time I came to NAM, and of course it's pervasive all around us today as well. And that is um, people, uh, old guys like me, and older, that have their black hair dye in, which I don't, Ooh, by the way. Oh yeah. And big um, rocker scene. And uh, sometimes I think they might even be wearing wigs. They wear their dark glasses inside the hall here and um, tight black leather pants, and it's like, bro, we're, we're, we're not in that era anymore, and it's it's okay to be you. So <laughs> I find that to be a really, really funny picture of Nam. I like that. So let's put those, let's sandwich those together, and you can tell them what to do, but the, so I think you're talking about uh, the, all the fake hair dye that you looked yep. in, and also, what was the first one? The, uh, the leather pants. Yeah, leather pants, uh, yeah. So let's and talk dark about. sunglasses. <laughs> But what was the first thing you said uh, before the before the hair dye and the pants? Too, too loud. Too loud. Yeah. Let's yeah. Say, okay. So volume and, and hair dye and leather pants. Tell them what to do. Get your dang butt out of my face. <laughs> you win the game. That's how you win. You win. All right. <laughs> I like that game. That's great. You know, it's, it's, it's Nam. We love. I mean, I love Nam. It's such. A, it's, it's always a blast. You get to network with everybody and hang. You know, see old friends and do. That's do the thing. Boy, stuff. you get to see people you haven't seen in many, many years. It yeah. seems like yesterday. Exactly. Yeah. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah. So it's, it's not to complain about them, but it is. You know, there's some things that are annoying. <laughs> yes. We've talked about beer prices. People talk a lot about like when you're the slow walkers. Yeah. Like when you're the people that stop. You the know, Walmart like when you're zombies. walking, they just boop, you know, stop, like and they're looking at their phone or they're looking at a thing. Right. Man, that kind of stuff just hurts people's chains. That know? one might have gotten worse since the texting too. Oh man. Oh, sure. And the, and the uh, advent of the Nam app, which is so helpful. But people will stop in the middle of traffic just to like look. Am I at the right spot? Am I the right floor? Well, I have it's to like, tell you, Ryan, over. you didn't give me the booth number, man. So I used the Nam app to find you. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh yeah, I should. I, I didn't. I, I really didn't prep anybody. I just said where I, I just said like Hall A, K B L A K G. Well, I didn't know where it was until this morning. I had to like right. look around and find it. Too. And then it was just an onslaught of people I've been yep. interviewing. But no, that's awesome. Let's do another question from the back. Alrighty. We have time for one more. This is good. Are short pants okay for a grown-up man? Well, that's a really good one to ask me because I'm very, very comfortable wearing short pants and flip-flops. And I'm not talking about, um, I'm talking about physical comfort. Yes. So I'm just going to say it from a very selfish standpoint. Yes, it is okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But I don't wear the same length ones that I wore back in the 70s. Yeah. They've gotten a little longer. I like that. I like it. So, so yeah, so you feel like short pants are good for, for a grown-up? I think so. Well, in, in, unless you're wearing like um, really high, um, high, high, high socks. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, you know, you see the, the guys with the, uh, the, the white pants and then the high black socks. Or the opposite. Yeah, that's a funky look. <laughs> totally. No, I like that. I, you know, I'm not. I'm not a big shorts guy. I normally just wear pants. Uh, but you know, swim trunks, obviously. You know, you're at the beach, stuff like that. There's a time and place in my, you know, 
in my life, but I just thought, I just thought to make sure it's where. But I like that you say, you're a comfort man. No, I think that's important. That's what it's about for me. What about when you're woodworking? Woodworking, no, always long pants and yeah. uh, and shoes with a toe and yeah. yeah, you gotta be careful. And I've gotten much better about wearing a dust mask and ear protection as as time's gone on. Yeah, yeah, that's important. Dust mask, all that wood. Yeah, and you know, give you a lung problem. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, man. Well, we're coming to the end of this interview. Um, so I want to thank you so much for being here, but I also want to give you a chance to plug some stuff. So whether that be you know the website where people can buy, like you know, look at your drums and talk to you about buying drums, uh, social media, anything you know, any YouTube videos of people using your stuff or anything like that. What, what do you well, want I, to I first want to just say thanks very much for inviting me. Yeah. And also, I can't tell you, I was pretty nervous about this. I've never done a podcast before, and <laughs> you made it very comfortable, and I appreciate that. And let's see, for a plug, um, I've just been having a lot of fun making new stuff lately. That's that's the most fun part for me as a custom builder is meeting people, seeing their playing style, seeing what they like. Um, of course, I do enjoy the aesthetics of, of Cajon building, using beautiful woods and, and finishes, but the most important thing to me is tone. And um, so if anybody wants to check it out, just um, please uh, go to Cots Cajon on Instagram or Facebook. And then the other thing is uh, just a real short story about somebody that you might know, um, Adam Topol, he plays drums right. for Jack Johnson. Yeah. And he's uh, just an example of, of a player that has a very specific want, and he came over the other day, and, and we did a little brainstorming, so I'm pretty excited to to see what comes out of that. And I would yeah. love to have you come and play it when I have the I would love to, yeah, done. please let me know. Yeah, I'll come out. Right? You know I will. That's awesome. Thank you so much for making the time to do this, and, uh, and for making beautiful drums, man. It's an honor to hype a badass artisan on my podcast. Right. That was my interview with Mike Kotze, man. What a sweet man. I love him. He's such a... It's, I love talking to artisans that... You know, artisan craftsmen like that. It, it's just, it, was, it was a real pleasure to get to know him. You kind of heard the, kind of the you know, the cool story of how we met, and it, it's just cool. I, I like having a relationship with someone that makes drums with his hands and puts his whole heart into it, and those are the drums I want to be playing. That's the type of stuff that I like to do and think about. So when I'm playing that instrument, which I do with Zach Churchill tonight... <laughs> from five to nine <laughs> um when i when i play those instruments i'm always thinking about that you know there's there's like a pass you know uh, a passage of of energy when you, you know somebody creates something and then you go create with that thing i think it's just really cool so it was an honor to talk to mike here on the show and i hope you guys enjoyed that um now we're gonna talk to i ran i've i've known this man for several years and you guys are gonna love him this guy is a badass drummer but Lettuces, the MD for Eddie Murphy. Ever heard of that man? Yeah, this guy, he's played with everybody. You know, everybody. Um, he's an amazing drummer. We met in, in the sessions several years ago, and he's always so generous with me. You know, he's given me a lot of his time when, when it's at sessions or whether, you know, we just always are connecting and talking and, uh, you know, hooking each other up. It's been a really cool uh, relationship. Knowing Brian throughout the years is a badass dude. This is the, the wonderful Brian Collier. Drummer, percussionist extraordinaire. You're going to love him. We just did a short interview on the very loud NAM floor <laughs> right near the drums, <laughs> right near the big drum section. So here we go. Here's my interview with the great Brian Collier. Check, 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 right, check, 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 check. That's right, man. Mic check, one, two. <laughs> so I'm here standing with the wonderful Brian Collier. Yo, yo! <laughs> this is the Ride of Super Strong Podcast. We're at NAMM 2020. How you doing, man? Man, all is good, bro. All so, is good. Brian's an amazing drummer, percussionist. I met at the Federal, I think, years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. sessions, hanging out and everything. 
And you're just one of those badass L.A. drummers, man. Well, I try, man. <laughs> From Oakland, but living in L.A. now. <laughs> That's great, man. So, uh, what are you doing here at NAMM? You doing anything cool? You doing any um, performances? No, I'm just, I'm, I'm hanging out today. I fly out tomorrow morning uh, for the weekend and do the Soul Train cruise. So I'm just, yeah. I built a studio, so my focus is on sounds and gotcha. just, you know, figuring yeah. the studio life out. I see from your Instagram and all that, you're always in the studio. You're, record, you're producing a lot, right? Yeah. That's yeah. cool, though, man. A new, like a, a, new, a new position in my life. Yeah, man, I like that. It's a good thing. It's I a like good it. thing. <laughs> what, what kind of uh, artists are you playing with right now? Uh, I'm doing a Lettucey. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, we just did a um, a, no a, a film. I mean, not a film, but a play. Yeah. A Nina Simone play, and PBS picked it up. So oh, now we we fly to Vegas and film PBS special. That's awesome. And then we go on tour for February and March. Did you recently do some work on some movies or something like that too? Like working on working on uh, coming to America too with yeah. Eddie Murphy. That's fucking awesome. That's yeah. so cool. Dude. <laughs> one of those that's cool man. <laughs> one of those secret secrets so yeah, that's yeah, great, yeah. man congratulations thank Bill. you bro to run into. Do, you, do you like uh, this cacophony of sound we're experiencing man it's just I'm used to it yeah right so I, I know what I don't want so it's, it's not a waste of my time that's <laughs> so what I'm talking about man so I have this bag of random questions some of them are easy softball some of them are filthy dirty you don't know nice. you want to draw from it see what you get let's make like it happen <laughs> yeah, I'll read it to you Are there any type of drugs you like? Weed! <laughs> <laughs> tequila! Oh, that, you get that right? Yeah, tequila, man. Weed and tequila. Weed and tequila, but my life. That's easy, that's, that's easy. That's all I've ever done. Easy, 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 man. That's beautiful. <laughs> but I can't say that for my friends. <laughs> Dude, well, thank you so much for making a little appearance on my show. Man, it's all good, bro. It's awesome. The, the episodes will come out in February. Oh yeah, that's one cool dude. And right when we were finishing, people started playing cymbals like crazy. Um, so it was a good thing that we we wrapped up when we did. <laughs> Got very loud after that. Um, anyway, um, before we get to the final interview of this episode, I do want to show you guys some more people saying they're super strong. Here they are. Hey there, my name is Danica Pinner, and I am super strong. Hey there, my name is Mike Rudolph, and I am super strong. Hey there, my name is Eddie Haddad, and I am super strong. Hey there, my name is Nick Stone, and I am super strong. Yeah, Danica Penner, badass, from Quartet 405. You have Nick Stone, you know, fan favorite. He's been on the show a bunch of times, really dear friend, uh, fellow percussionist of mine here in L.A. We went to IU together. Eddie Haddad, one of my favorite people on the globe. Uh, just an amazing guitar player. You heard both of them on that past guest episode last week. Uh, th those are both some dear friends of mine. And Mike Rudolph, a very new friend of mine, but a member of Symphonic Planet, a group that I am a huge fan of and uh, that I've gotten to play with and all that stuff. I love those guys. Mike Rudolph, the marketing guy for that team. Uh, so hopefully he'll come on the show and Danica one of these days. We'll do full episodes uh, with those guys so you get to know them better. They're awesome people. So, uh, yeah, just, you know, it's been fun. I love doing those shout-outs. I want to just walk around in public and have people say that all the time. I think there's something uh, fun about it for me, but then people always say, well, that felt good to say, you know, and that's that's fun for me <laughs> to bring a little joy like that. <laughs> um, anyways, let's get to our final interview. This interview was actually on the very first day, and I've just been saving it for last because it was so much fun for me. Um, and I, th I say this stuff in the interview, but it just, you know, uh, so I won't go that deep into it, but it just uh, th this man that's coming up, this drummer, is the wonderful Omar Hakim. 
He played with Sting. He played with uh, Weather Report. He's played with everybody. And the night that we, you know, we saw, so Jeff Sorensen, Sean Patrick Gallagher, and I went to the Roland booth uh, for the media day on Wednesday, a media day party. And it's a fun event we have gone to every year with Drum Smack. And so this year we went with the podcast and we were there, we were interviewing, we did that Roland episode in the first week of Namiari, if you recall. Um, and I saw Omar Hakim walking around and they, every year they honor somebody in like the hall of fame. And so he stuck out like a sore thumb and I was like, he's got to be going in the hall of fame. Um, and so, uh, it was just like this guy, you know, he's a legendary man. I love this guy. And, and he's one of my favorite drummers of all time. So I seen him walk around. I was like, yeah, I want to ask him. I want to ask him if he'll make a little appearance on my show. And so I did. He was extremely generous. We talked to, uh, I told him some stories about, you know, times that I'd met him in my life that I remembered very vividly from my, you know, college years and stuff like that. And, uh, he was awesome. It was just very silly to hang. And I handed over that purple bag of random questions and I was very afraid he was going to get something filthy and just tell me to turn it off. (laughs) But he did it. He got a nice softball. So I was happy that I didn't have to push my, push myself to the limit too hard on this particular interview. Um, but it was just an honor to get to talk to this man for a little bit. And then we stopped talking and they got him like prepped on stage, and uh, and then right after we were done talking, he got he accepted the award for the Hall of Fame from Roland, and like that was just a really cool thing. Uh, Jeff and I were very pumped. We were there. Sean had to leave a little bit earlier, and so Jeff and I were just pumped that we got to get this interview with him right before he accepted this massive award, and uh, just honoring how badass of a man he is. So here's my little short interview with the wonderful, amazing drummer, Omar Hakim. All right, man. So I'm here with Omar Hakim. Hello there. A legendary man in my book. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I mean, I, don't, I didn't come here just to fluff your feathers all night. You know, you fluff your pillows, but <laughs> but I have to admit it, man. It's just awesome. It's well, fun. no, thank you for that. Uh, I appreciate your kind words, man. We're here at the Roland uh, kind of premiered Wednesday Media Day. That's right. And uh, you, you've been to Nam all the time. Just many, many years. Many, I've, many years. I've been coming here for 20 plus years. Yeah. You know. That's amazing. Man. Yes. So yes, it's such indeed. a pleasure to talk. With you. I, I just told you when I walked up to you that my, I've only been like next to you one time, and I sat ne- I sat in between you and Tommy Igo at Kasich. I think it must have been like t- 2008 or something. Yeah, like that that's the, uh, right. Peter man. Erskine and Alex Acuna Weather Report. Thing. Fantastic. And it was I so remember fun that. Sitting next to you and watching you air drum the Weather Report. Oh man. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, when, yeah, man. When I think about being a part of the Weather Report story. Yeah. That that is just such a such an honor, and at the time in my life, it was a huge thrill because I was a fan of the band before I joined the band. Of course, yeah. Right. So I remember my cousin, who was a saxophonist in Khalil. He had all of the early Weather Report records, so I grew up listening to them. Uh, when I got to high school, uh, the Black Market album came out. Yeah. Their biggest record at the time, Heavy Weather, came out, and I remember going to Marcus Miller's house with the Black Market album and we sat there and we listened to it together and that was our you know like first time hearing Jaco Pistorius because on that record there's two bass players right 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 so that was sort of Jaco's debut and weather report was Black Market with Alfonso Johnson on half the record and 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 Jaco on the other half with some amazing drumming by Narada Michael Walden yeah. and Chester Thompson man, and Alex Acuna yeah. all on the same record unbelievable man so you know when I think about being a part of, of the weather report 
lineage. Uh, lineage. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't plan that sort of thing. You just got to be grateful. I remember you a know? story you told about, you said like you, you studied your ass off for the first like studio session, right? Yeah. And then everyone came in and just wanted to hang and talk and go out to go out You to remember eat, that? To, yeah. <laughs> it was a huge lesson for me. I actually like quoted that story even to Jeff and other people. Yeah, yeah, it's man. Just, it's, music is so much about the hang and the connection. It's about right? the hang. It's about the human connection. It's about yeah. the conversation that continues behind the instrument. But you were sweating bullets, right? You're of course I was. First time play with it's the weather guys. report for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get to the gig and, you're in it, and it all comes together. Perfect. It all comes together, man. It's like yeah. I said, we every conversation that was started over the food and over the tea and the coffee was finished on stage that night. It's beautiful. You know, and I, and people people feel the difference. Yeah. They could tell when you phoned it in or whether, you, whether it's happening at that moment. Speaking of tea and coffee, are you a tea man or a coffee man? Well, I, I, at first, I was a brew the coffee because I love the smell uh -huh. and make me a cup of tea. <laughs> but my, I like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, because nothing smells better than brewing coffee. That's but true, man. I yeah. married a coffee addict 10 years ago. Nice. And, um, and she's very diligent about getting me to switch over. So, <laughs> so I've, 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 uh, most more recently discovered the joys of coffee, particularly on a long late night drive when you need to be awake. Of course, man. So yeah. I've, 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 I've become very appreciative of caffeine. <laughs> yeah. well, it's a good relationship. Because of my control. crack dealer wife. <laughs> <laughs> with the, except it's not crack, it's coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm going to make the caffeine real quick. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Exactly. So I, I have this thing where, like, most of the questions that people ask at NAM are very gear-related, yes. music-related. So it's I have true. this bag of crazy time. questions. Yeah, no, man. Oh, Would you God. be willing to pull from the bag of crazy uh -oh. questions? Uh -oh. and I'll give it a go. Okay, let's right. I reserve let's the right drop. to throw this microphone. That's true. You can, throw, you can throw it right at Jeff. He'll take, take a hit. All right, so what do we have here? I'll read it to you. You'll read it to me. I'll read it to you. I want faith to the side. What you putting on a pizza? Oh, what am I putting on a pizza? Well, I'm putting pesto on a pizza. Nice. I love pesto pizza. There is a company called Light Life. I'm a vegetarian. They make the best veggie pepperoni. So you, so you got to have some Light Life veggie pepperoni, a delicious pesto, I still do cheese because I couldn't give up my mom's mac and cheese. Gotcha. So I'm, I'm, I'm down with the fresh mozzarella. Okay, gotcha. Uh, mushrooms. Gotcha. Love olives. So I, you know, I, I like a. But you're a vegetarian. Like, you're but I'm, vegetarian? I'm a vegetarian for like 40 years. Not a vegan. You ever tried basil on the pizza? Say that again. Basil? Have you ever tried basil? Love on the pizza? basil on a pizza, yeah, man. man. It's bomb, right? I oh, mean, yeah, but like... see, but that's why I chose the pesto. Because, okay. because right. the pesto has the basil. Yeah. Right? That's right. What made you, were you always vegetarian? Or did you uh, grow well, up? no, no, no. I, I became a vegetarian. Actually, not because I really wanted to at first, because of doctor's orders. Oh, I started touring very young, like 15 years old. Yeah. And what happens when you put a 15-year-old kid on the road <laughs> with no parental supervision, sure, you have Dunkin' Donuts for dinner a lot. Of course, yeah. Because it's delicious. Yeah. Right? Or Arthur Treacher's Fish and Chips. Remember those guys? Yeah. Tell them my age now. Lots of Burger King and McDonald's. Yeah, and, I, and after about five years of that, my stomach was like, dude, 
WTF, yeah. save us. I actually was having some issues with, um, with digestion. I went to a doctor and he said, well, you might want to try vegetarian diet for about six months, give your, 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 your digestive system a chance to readjust. He gave me some herbs. He was like a naturopathic guy. Yeah, yeah. And what I noticed is that my stomach started to heal pretty quickly, started feeling better. Then I started studying books about like vegetarianism and all of that. Somebody gave me a book called Diet for a Small Planet. Ooh, and I wow. read that book, it blew Seems my like mind. Seems like people need to read that today, probably. <laughs> Very interesting. So it sort of put me more in the direction of like becoming a lifetime vegetarian. Yeah. And then after that, I started studying more of the spiritual aspects yeah. of it. And that was sort of the thing that kept me in. It's been 40 years now. I'm gonna say you did it way before it was cool to do. Exactly, and when it was also very difficult yeah. On the road, on tour. Uh, yeah, I was gonna oh, yeah. say. I mean, you know what I mean? You're in Oklahoma, man. You're not gonna, yeah, good luck you know, with that, A lot dude. of Lay's potato chips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Grilled cheese Pringles sandwiches. <laughs> Omar, thank you so much for doing this, yeah. man. Oh, awesome, man. You got thank it, man. Thank you, Omar. All right. Omar, you're the man. Thanks for answering some good questions. <laughs> All right, there was my interview with Omar Hakim, man. I'm so glad I got that uh, that that opportunity and that time with Omar. It was just a very cool thing and a very silly <laughs> silly thing to have him on my wacky ass show. But what a way to wrap up Drummer Week of Namuary and also all of Namuary. I hope you guys uh, have enjoyed this series. Um, I think I said this several times in intros and stuff like that, but you know this this year was a test. Um, there's a lot going on for myself and my fiance and for my uh, the people that I'm work some of the groups that I'm working for. There's just a ton happening right now. I have a new godson. I have all this. You know, it's just awesome. It's there's so much good. That being said, I was like also trying to do this Nam thing, and it was going to be a huge deal for me and the podcast and how much work it was. And so I, in order to try to figure out a way to make it all happen, I decided to do kind of a limited time at NAM. I wasn't there the whole five days. I was really there for two days and an evening. And um, so really half the time, if not a little bit less, uh, because there was so much like just trying to figure out our systems and see what would be the best way to do stuff. Um, Sean and Jeff weren't able to join me like all of Thursday. So I was at the media center by myself the whole time. You know, it's, it's just things that like, it, when we plan it in the next years, we will be fine-tuning and making, you know, little teams that can go do stuff. And so it, we have all kinds of ideas for the future. But this was a big test of just, you know, how will this work? Is it fun? Will people talk to me? <laughs> all that, all of those things. And I had a great time. And uh, the editing section of the of, of, of the podcast this month has been difficult because life um, really changed. And I said, when I booked all this Namiori stuff and had the idea... I looked at my schedule and I was like, "Oh wow, look at all these, uh, this, you know, all this clear free time that I can use uh, to edit." And then, uh, basically, every you know, every week I would see that time evaporate and evaporate and evaporate, and it just turned into, you know, barely trying to get these out on time or a day late <laughs> all month. <laughs> so it was just crazy trying to put two out a month, uh, two out a week. And, uh, so it's difficult. I mean, it's already been, it's already, you know, it's a big task to get one out a week, but two, I just thought they're shorter episodes. It'll be really fun, but it's been a bear. Um, so just pray for me that next year I have a intern or something by that point. <laughs> we'll see. Or, or teach Rupert how to use logic. Um, either way I'm fine with, and I think that option with Rupert would actually garner more fans and more money for me, which would be great. Uh, yeah. So that's actually what I'm going to start doing. <laughs> 
<laughs> training Rupert to be a, a podcast producer. Um, anyway, uh, this the whole uh, the whole experience of Nam is always really crazy and it's always really fun. And I know that some of the audio quality on some of this was kind of crazy, but uh, like I said from the beginning, it's really true to mention that uh, Nam is like that. It's frenetic. It's crazy. It's really fun. It's silly and all these things. Uh, so I, in a way, got to capture some of that hecticness and how crazy it can be and how you're just trying to talk over sounds and you're trying to like run away from loud sounds all the time. So it's just a crazy place. Um, but I was really honored to be able to be a media uh, outlet there at Nam. It's a very special thing for me and, and the podcast, which I started so long ago, and it just it feels cool to have that opportunity now. Um, and I'm very happy about that. So uh, this has been difficult to get two out a week on my own, but I think that in the future we'll plan out all this, all types of things, and I will uh, not procrastinate. If I have any free time, I'll get this stuff edited <laughs> early in advance instead of the way that it happened this year. Uh, but like I said, it's just a big learning experience, and I really enjoyed it. So I can't see why I wouldn't do it again next year, but we'll see. We will just dang see. But I do want to say a special thanks to the AKG JBL booth for making a lot. I mean, that was the thing. I didn't do as many short form interviews as I thought I would because the media center offered me so much time uh, at their at their booth. Now, we've made fun of it a lot because of the placement, but I think, you know, that was a complaint of everybody that was using that. And they were really cool people. And they're just like, yeah, we had no idea. You know, and so it was just kind of a bad uh, timing thing. It was their first time doing that. So. I think next year they're going to fine-tune their game, we're going to fine-tune ours, and I'm really excited to see what NAM 2021 brings to this show. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this, and I'm really, really glad I got the opportunity to do all of it. Um, it's been a really fun time. Even the crazy editing has been fun and funny to talk about <laughs> for this silly show that I've tried to put together. But I hope you guys have enjoyed the short episodes. I hope you guys liked all of NAMuary. Thank you guys so much for listening, uh, and we'll be back next week with regular-style episodes. Oh, and before I go, I, I'm so glad I didn't forget to mention this. Chad Coleman, the artist for my show, uh, Chris Hackman, did the intro and outro music. I love these guys. They're badasses, and I love hyping them every week. And I forgot for those first couple weeks, and I've been really trying to make sure that I go, hey, these guys are badasses. They've both been on the show, and they're true gentlemen. So if you're looking for logo work or you're looking for production work or people to help writing music and stuff like that, hit up Chris Hackman, hit up Chad Coleman. These guys are gentlemen. Please go to RhinoSuperStrong on Instagram.com where you can see a ton of pictures that I took during NAM. Uh, John took and Jeff took. A lot of pictures coming out for the next, you know, I'll keep on launching pictures just to remind people of how fun NAM was and all that. So check those out if you want to do that. Uh, at SuperStrongRhino on Twitter, RhinoSuperStrong on Facebook, and you can email me at RhinoSuperStrong at gmail.com. But most importantly, if you'd like to help me make this show grow, and I hope that you do, Please go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, and leave a review. I love that. And like I say, every week, when you guys do that, the show grows. And when the show grows, more ears get on all of my badass guests. Like Omar Hakim, Horacio El Negro Hernandez, Quartet 405, Eddie Haddad. Oh, the, I, the list goes on and on and on. And the, just this month has been such a star-studded time for me. It, these guys are badasses. There's not a nary a weakling amongst them they're all super strong you heard it yourselves every week at least four people were going hey i'm super strong you better remember that <laughs> so when the show grows more people all over the world get their ears on badasses like all of these badass guests from namuary and all of the badass guests that i have on the regular style show so please do that help the show grow i would appreciate it very much and i love you so much thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week bye bye now